want to kill James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> This is probably a very, very controversial opinion across the board. Don't think he's a very good actor. Yeah, it sounds like to me the sort of song that Bond would listen to as well. <laughs> it's like big, it's ballsy, it's like not afraid, it's got loads of swagger. Oh, oh I don't know. Got a bit of a tough choice now. Um, I'm a Libra, so we could be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to the Build a Bond podcast. My name's Stuart Morrison, and please welcome my co-host. He sounds like a French nail varnish. It's Fraser MacArthur. Hello, Stuart. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Ça va? Uh, oui. Uh, je suis petit bois. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've both reached our limit pretty quickly. Yeah, that's all the French done. Good. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Did Stuart? I know this is obviously a feel-good podcast. It's supposed to be happy, but the honest truth is, I'm I'm a bit sad today. Hey, what's wrong? Uh, I've unfortunately today my my long-standing companion, my laptop, uh, packed it in and it died today. Oh, a nightmare! So yeah. What exactly. Are you doing this right now? I borrowed another another laptop, so thankfully it's 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 not affected my 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 biggest priority, which is this podcast. But it's uh, you know it's it's emotional. Your laptop goes with, with you through thick and thin, so a, a sad day for me. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing, Fraser? Are you been up to much? I'm very well, yeah. I, uh, what have I been up to? Um, just hanging about, really. So we're still in lockdown at the moment, uh, yep. waiting for the restrictions to ease slightly. So I've just been in my little bubble with my mum and, uh, and my new wee baby nephew, so um, it's been fun hanging out with them whenever I can. Nothing, no better time to be doing a podcast during the lockdown absolutely yeah and tell us what it's all about build a bond what what is this podcast for anyone that might be joining us late in the in the game yeah i mean well first of all where have you been we've done loads of episodes now so make sure you catch up make sure you hit subscribe and and don't miss out on any uh, upcoming episodes but yeah exactly as you say fraser it's build a bond what we are going to do is invite a very special guest onto the show and they are going to build their dream james bond film they're going to pick who it is they want to play bond who it is they want to play the co-star, who's going to play the villain, who's going to direct the whole film, and then who is going to sing that iconic theme song. And they can pick anyone from any time, any point in their career. It doesn't have to be actors, doesn't have to be directors, doesn't have to be singers. It can be anyone in any position. As long as they can justify their answer, it's fair game. Exactly right. We've said it start every episode and we'll say it again. There are absolutely no rules. Do you know what I love about this podcast, Stuart? What's that? I love that that most of it for a start, most of it is to do with film, which mm. which is my it's my thing. It's my film's my thing, you know? Um but I also love the little section that we give to the music part of it. Yeah, I think it's that's what's nice about it. As you say, mostly we talk about film, actors, directors, that sort of thing. But it's nice to get a little bit of taste of of the of, of the music side of things. I, I feel personally, I don't know how you feel about this, I think the music theme song for Bond films, it's one of the most important parts. Yeah, I think it's maybe not one of the most important parts of the film, but definitely of that whole universe surrounding Bond and the whole build up to whenever they're releasing films and things like that. I think it's, it is really important and I, and I love a great Bond theme. Yeah, I'm the same. And I also think sometimes critics, people say, oh, you know, they all sound the same or, you know, the, the Bond themes are a bit naff. I have to disagree. I think 
first of all, there's some really, really great songs in there. And also, if you go back and, and listen to them all, they're so diverse. There's so many different genres of music in there. There's so many different types of songs. I think at the moment, because the last few have maybe been a little bit similar, it's easy mm. to say that they all sound the same. I myself complain that the most recent ones are all similar sounding. But if you look at like the three Shirley Bassey songs that she sang, they were all pretty similar. Great songs. Yeah, yeah. They were all pretty similar. Yeah, that's true. And although they can be different, they, they, they tend to fit into certain categories. You know, you have the kind of rock ones, the kind of Chris Cornell's, Wings, uh, maybe even Jack White. You have the more poppy ones, Duran Duran, Aha, or other ones that are maybe a bit slower, usually with like a female vocalist, Nancy Sinatra, mm-hmm. Carly Simon, you know, um, I guess like Sheena Easton and, and stuff like that as well. So there are there is variety in there, but normally it has to fit within, you know, a set of criteria. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a favourite? Hmm, it is tough. I would say if I had to pick a favourite, it would probably be from that last category I mentioned, the slower, the the bit sort of sadder, the, the sad lady singers, I suppose you might categorise <laughs> it in. Maybe Nancy Sinatra, You Only Live Twice. Maybe Nobody Does It Better as well. Yeah, Nobody Does It Better is my favourite, I think. As much as I do love a rock style theme one i love chris cornell i also really like which i've never properly really appreciated i don't think and it's never really talked about but gladys knight's um license to kill i think is an absolutely awesome like power ballad you know i can't even got a license to kill to kill you know (laughs) i I, I sort of wish i hadn't asked I wouldn't say that was like, that's not one that springs to mind as an absolute classic, but that's what's great as well. Like we say, we're Bond all the time. Some people love some of them. Some people love Madonna. Some people hate Madonna. Personal taste, isn't it? Nobody really likes Madonna. They just say they do to try and be controversial. That's true. And I also, I think I've said it on the podcast before, and I'll say it again. Somewhere in there, there is a good song. It just needs to... I don't know. It just needs to be arranged differently or produced differently or something. Different, it just needs different lyrics, different music, and a different singer. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. Well, I've got a little question for you, Stuart, a little trivia question, if you're up for it. Oh, no. It always fills me with trepidation. It's a really hard one, I have to say. Oh, no. And, I'll, and I'll, I will not lose any respect for you at all if you don't get any right. Um, okay. I just think it's quite a, a fun question. Okay. Right. So James Bond's famous secret agent codename is 007, right? Right. But he also, a lot across the series, uses a number of different aliases. By my calculations, about eight. Oh, my God. Now, this isn't including people whose identities he assumes. This is aliases. Can you name James Bond's aliases? All of them. Well, I mean, don't. you're not <laughs> going to get all of them. Okay. I'm not going to lie, but... Hopefully you can play along at home. Hopefully you can tweet us or, or send us a wee Instagram message, see if you can get it along the way. But there, I think, and I could be wrong, I could be proven by some super fans out there that there's more or, or fewer than eight. But I think there are eight across the series. Okay. Mm, tough one. I'm going to think about this during the episode. Definitely, if you are at home, have a think about this. Tweet us, build a bond 007. Yeah, let us know if, if, if you can remember any of these uh, <laughs> aliases of James Bond through the years. Great. Well, while we're thinking about that, or while, the, while you're thinking about that, Stuart, let's mm-hmm. bring on our very, very special guest. Everyone, load up IMDb, play along at home, and let's get started with this episode of Build a Bond. 
today on the show we have our very first guest who's an actor who has actually played 007. Not only has he had an illustrious start to his career starring in the mystery thriller The Droving, he's also started earning his keep as a James Bond impersonator, which makes him a perfect guest for the Build a Bond podcast. Calling from beautiful Yorkshire, we can't wait to hear a Bond's pick for Bond. It's John Love. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. That was, uh, I like the introduction there, Fraser. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Does it does it does it suit you? Is it is it um, a good enough intro? Did I miss anything out? I I, I feel um, <laughs> I don't feel like it kind of oversold me a bit there, but um, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Not at all. Um, how are you doing anyway? How are you? How are you coping with lockdown and everything? You know, surprisingly well, actually. I'm very lucky, um, in that a lot of the work that that I've had kept going. I had a period where I had nothing for months upon months, and then suddenly. I think companies realise, oh, we can do everything online. So all the I do lots of medical role play. So a lot of the medical role play that I did before went online, um, and luckily I've been able to keep going with it. Um, I have a few murder mysteries as well. So yes, I have played 007 himself um, and a kind of Christmas murder mystery. A few of them. I was going to say, that's yeah, that's that's kind of a kind of a unique thing. There can't be that many people that can say that before um, COVID hit. I was, it really, it really took off. Uh, I was booked for several different jobs. People were contacting me asking about being involved with the premiere of No Time to Die. And I thought, that's incredible. That'd be amazing. And then everything got shut down and the film didn't get released anyway. That's such a, yeah, that's a bit of a nightmare. I guess, based on what you're saying, you you must be a bit of a big Bond fan yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes and no, uh, Stuart. I, not, I'm not massive. I'd say I have. I grew up with Bond, yeah, and it was a big part of my childhood. All I enjoyed all of them, but I was never. I was more into like Star Wars and Batman. But I did I enjoyed it. I think you said in previous podcasts about it was the kind of Boxing Day film. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I remember that very clearly. Um, Christmas time, you know, Bond would come on, uh, and Dad would go, "Come on, that's James Bond on the telly." So. <laughs> Nice callback to another episode as well there, I like that. Yeah, no, I've done, I tried to do my research, guys, I didn't just want to jump into this. Yeah. Well, we're, we're sorry you had to go through that. If you've, um, if you've done your research, then you'll know how we end up most of the episodes by getting you to come up with a title for the film that you make. But actually, we've done a bit of pre-preparation for that as well. We've already come up with some potential titles for you, even though we haven't heard your pitch yet. Okay, okay. No. John Love and Let Die. <laughs> I was I was thinking you could go for from Russia with John Love. You can see, yeah. you can see where this is going now. Can't you? I, I see I see a pattern here. You only is John Love twice. Is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so John Love kind of live, any live love? This yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, the John Loving daylights. <laughs> That's all. We won't put you through any more of that. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's chink our martini glasses and we'll uh, we'll get on with your picks. Okay. And see see how your film looks. So cheers, everyone. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. I suppose the first question, John, before we get into who you want to play Bond in your movie, yes. mm-hmm. who's who are your favourite Bonds? Who are the Bonds that you've liked in the past? I was thinking about this, and to be honest, I. 
I really, I like all, I'd say I like all of them. I haven't seen George Lazenby's one, so I can't comment on him. In a way, all of them have had a kind of special meaning, like special thing to me. So, you know, Connery, that was, I think, my dad's favourite. So dad, you know, like you said, Stuart, like kind of mm-hmm. thing of, come on, James Wan's on. Roger Moore, he was fun, you yeah. know, and it was quite campy, but he, as a, a kid, you're not thinking that at the time, you're just kind of enjoying James Bond and these adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, I was watching, it was quite nice, I was remembering, you know, fun memories that I had of it. And I remember watching Live and Let Die with Roger Moore, and then I was at my grand's at the time, so I threw my grand's couch pillows onto the floor, I was jumping over them as if they were the crocodiles. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so again, they all, they all bring up good memories in their own way for different reasons. Yeah, I think that's such a perfect summary. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to criticise Roger Moore a little bit because it's a, it's a bit silly and as you say, it's a bit camp sometimes. But when you're a kid, that's exactly what you want. And there's like, you know, you watch those films when you're a bit younger and, you, and you're, you know, you're, not, you're not thinking about oh, the dialogue's a bit naff or the, you know, the jokes are a bit flat or whatever. You're just thinking, oh, look, he's jumping over crocodiles. That's what I mean. Yeah, you think it's incredible. The speedboat flying through the air. Yeah, exactly. I've just realised I missed Daniel Craig. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of... um, Yeah, you wouldn't see him jumping about crocodiles, would you? Well, I don't know. I think they did a bit of an homage to that in Skyfall with the... Komodo dragons. Yeah, he fights those dragons. Yeah. When you're channeling Bond, John, for, for your... James Bond work is it Daniel Craig you're going for or are you kind of a mix of all of them yeah no no it's, it's you know hope, I don't know maybe it's not coming off tonight but normally I've got that <laughs> for the listeners at home it, it was an obvious question for me because I'm looking at John here and I'm thinking it's like it's like we've got Daniel Craig here on the show but uh, you know it absolutely never crossed my mind at all until you said that and now I can't stop seeing it <laughs> you do look <laughs> like a boss. It's because I don't go about doing, if I do the pout and narrow the eyes, that's the... Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do the walking out the sea in your tiny speedos? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, i known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that leads us on then to the question. So, John Love, who is your James Bond? So my James Bond, a long, a long think about this, I quite like Henry Cavill. Ah. I think Henry Cavill would make a good bond. Um, he's got the kind of, you know, Mission Impossible had the kind of, the roughness that I think Daniel Craig kind of brings to it. Um, and I haven't seen the film, but obviously he's got the, the Bond look and the man from Uncle. You know? well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that was a film, yeah, Man from Uncle was when, because you do see him quite often in the list of, you know, who's going to be next Bond or, 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 you know, potential future Bonds. And I think it was exactly that, that, that performance of The Man from Uncle that made everyone sort of go, oh, look at this guy. He, exactly as you say, it's the look, isn't it? He, you could pick him up and put him into Bond and he would look the part straight away. He's very British. It's funny, Stanley Craig's a bit more kind of, like, say, rough. Mm. rough and tough yeah. Kind of Bond. He's a bit um, more polished, doesn't he? A bit more sort of squeaky clean. Yes, yeah, and he's he's got that kind of the, the poshness. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I was kind of thinking, yeah, I could see him being a good Bond and having a lot of fun with it. I think he probably would be, but you know, there's for me something about that doesn't quite work. I, I feel it's a bit of an. There's, there's no offense to your choice, but I feel like if they were in real life to go for this, I feel like it would be a bit of an obvious choice. He's too squeaky clean and he's too polished. I think for me. Mm. See that because I was 
that's funny you say that, Fraser, because I was thinking uh, like Tom Hardy as well. He's he's been in discussion, mm-hmm. and I I don't know personally. I don't know if he's a bit too rough. The other way, it, yeah. And it's trying yeah. to yeah. I, I, mean, I guess they're expecting me to have some sort of bizarre choice. Um, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson or someone like that. <laughs> yeah, but no, Henry Cavill, Henry, he is a good actor, I'll give him that. Like, I, I, to, be, to be honest, I've not seen uh, that, that Netflix series, The Witcher. I've not seen that, so I can't really comment on it. But he's a good Superman. Yeah, yeah. I think now, maybe more, more now than maybe ever before, although it, it always has been the case, is it, it's so high pressure taking on Bond. So in a way, although, yeah, he does have a relatively big... Uh, you know, he's a big star. He's handled the pressure of a big franchise before, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. God, it must be so scary, you know, when you're announced as Bond, like, there's so much pressure mm. on you. Probably the only thing that's comparable maybe is, yeah, like, who's going to be the next Batman? Who's going to be the next Superman? Mm. Is the, is, was the, the Superman thing, was, did that influence your choice at all? Did you see any sort of no, parallels? No, not really. I was, I was thinking more, like, say, Mission Impossible, because he, he really showed how kind of physical he could be, and I thought, if if you've got a bond that requires much more kind of stunt work and fight choreography, I thought he'd, he'd handle it really well. But but if you don't accept Henry Cavill, I'll step in. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, am I right in saying, John, that you've done a bit of stunt work yourself before? Yes. Not 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 like a stunt man, but trained in martial arts. Got a bit of knowledge of how to how to move, how to fall gracefully, <laughs> damaging myself. Um, but no, like getting in, in the thick of it and running up walls and taking a punch <laughs> kind of thing, you know. I think, you, you, I mean, you're, you're kind of selling yourself here as Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying no, I'm just, you know. <laughs> if, if the call just, came, you definitely wouldn't turn it down. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I, I just kind of think, you know, we've had Daniel Craig and I think that's what people would be. They'd be thinking that, you know. You <laughs> yeah, that would, be the, that would be the only issue with it is people in the cinema going, he kind of looks like Daniel Craig. Well, maybe that's a good solution. If Daniel Craig doesn't want to do any more, but Daniel Craig's still so popular, you could just do it as Daniel Craig. <laughs> no, one would, no one would notice the difference. That's, that's not a bad idea. I mean, there's a bit of a height difference. Um, you know, I'm quite a lot smaller than Daniel Craig, so that, that would be noticeable. Bit, bit get, of camera get, trickery, yeah. Yeah, just do what they do to yeah. Tom Cruise and get him to stand on a box or something. <laughs> For me, I think... Bond, he wears different um, outfits, obviously, but for me, it's the tux. Yeah. And I thought, he would look good in a tux. And it's like, yeah. Henry Cavill. He does. He's very, very handsome, I have to say, Henry. I just think he, he fits, for me, he fits the description of what I'd imagine Bond to be like. If you were, like, casting the first ever Bond film, you know, there'd be none done before. All you had was, like, the books or whatever to go on, and you had a description of Bond. This is what he looks like. This is how he moves. This is how he, like, carries himself. Henry Cavill would probably be exactly the sort of person you would pick for that because exactly yeah. as you say he's got the look he's got the that kind of sort of style to him yeah that's a good the, point the other and it's annoying so I'm probably I'll get his name wrong and I'll feel horrendous <laughs> um, Sam Hune Outlander yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Am, I, am I saying that right do you know yeah I think so yeah Hune <laughs> okay <don't worry>. <laughs> <laughs> and part of that was just Bringing Bond back as being Scottish. Yeah, I like he's, Sam Hewn as a choice. I do. I, I think yeah. he would be great at it, and I think he's on the right side of that rough edge. He does yeah. have the class. He's got a classiness to him, and he's got a sophistication. Yeah. But he does have that sort of 
bit of rough and tumble, that bit of scruffiness that just I think a modern Bond needs. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and right, so we're on the same page now. Excellent. So, <laughs> so fuck Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm joking. This is, John, this is your movie. You can have mm. whoever you want. This is your movie. So you want Henry Cavill? You have Henry Cavill. In, in, in my head, I had Henry Cavill, but Sam Hume is kind of, I was thinking of. Yeah, as well with him. Because he's played a character in a TV show that's been so long running, sometimes it can be it can be hard to see him as anything else because he's been this like Jacobite character. You, although, of course, Bond does wear a kilt sometimes, so yeah, there, there is that crossover. It'd be good to see him in, like doing some other stuff other than Outlander, maybe a bit more, a few more modern roles and stuff. That was actually in the one film that you've not seen. That was the George Lazenby one, where he wore a kilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's he's um, Australian, I think, is he not? He is, yeah. yeah. So he wore it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So are we, are we booking that in? Henry Cavill is Bond. Happy to lock in Henry Cavill. See, but then we've got Sam Hewn as well. Oh, oh, I don't know. I've got a bit of a tough choice now. And I'm a Libra, so we could be here all night. <laughs> 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 you know what? Let, let's, let's, let's make it... Let's make it Sam Hewen because if my mum listens to this, she'll be very happy that I've been patriotic and kept it Scottish. So, Sam Hewen. Wow. Hopefully I've got his name right. What okay. twist in the movie already. I feel bad. Yeah. Who's going to have to make the phone call to Henry Cavill? You know what? He lost out in Twilight. He lost out on Superman before. He, he knows, you know, he's dealt with this projection. <laughs> Is that right that he lost out on Twilight? He did. Henry Cavill. Um, at one point, known as the most unluckiest actor in Hollywood because he kept missing his roles. Oh, I, think no. he did, I think he missed out on Bond as well, actually. Oh, God. Really? Sake. Did he go for it at the same time as Daniel? I think so. And that, that, was, that was me giving him his chance and just taking it off again. <laughs> you, you dangled it in front of him and then r- <laughs> ripped it away. He's, he's fine. He's got Superman. He's got The Witcher. He can't complain, um, yeah. really. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well. Okay. So we're, we're locking in Sam Hewn, then. That's. Mm-hmm. That's a twist, okay. That's Great. Just, just, just for mum. She'll be happy with that. For mum. <laughs> Mrs. Love. <laughs> Mrs. Yeah, that's right. Is that, right. Did, you, did you say your mum was Scottish? Is that, is that why she'll be happy? Yes. Yeah, very, very patriotic. You should have said, well, I think that's Sam Hewn. He'd be a great James Bond song. That was in my mind. Great. Oh, in the bag. Sam Hewn playing Bond. Sorry, Henry Cavill. Maybe next time. Yeah. Third time. Third time lucky, Henry Cavill. <laughs> right. Well, moving swiftly on to the co-star. This is the the role that's traditionally, I guess, known as the Bond girl. But we we don't like to put on limits here. We like to say, you know, doesn't have to be a girl. Doesn't have to be a love story. I have gone for Charlie's Theron. Ah, hey. Charlie's um, Theron. Yeah. Any of her previous roles in particular that kind of inspired this choice? Yeah, Atomic Blonde stands out massively. massively. I was going to say Atomic Blonde, and that was that was a super like spy thriller, wasn't it? Yeah, that, I love that film. It was all, the the stunts, the um, it was like a ten or eleven minute one shot sequence, and she just holds her own, you know, and she really she put in the training, and I just think yeah, she would she'd be great in a Bond film. Yeah, Charlize Theron, what a career as well. She has played so many different types of roles, like so many different parts. Yeah. Yeah, she's a huge talent. Even in just recent years, she's done like Mad Max and then the one about Fox News as well, like 
just is it bombshell it's called bombshell just yeah two bombshell. totally yeah. different you know she's not even recognizable in, in like between the two of them have you ever seen the film monster no i know all about it and i'm ashamed that i haven't seen it because i know she yeah. is absolutely outstanding in that film i'm sure she won best actress oscar for that absolutely amazing character and like horrifyingly perfectly played by Charlie's Throne. Completely unrecognizable. And it's about time I watch it then. <laughs> Get it on your list, yeah. I suppose while we're while we're bigging out films we've talked about before, you can't look past her performance in Prometheus as well. Of course. Yeah. She's fantastic in that as well. She's quite intimidating in that, isn't she? Yeah. Apart from is it is it at the end of Prometheus where there was a, the scene where she's like running away from the falling spaceship? But she's just like running in the direction that it's falling, rather oh, than like so just ste- stepping to the side. <laughs> Hopefully, that wouldn't happen in the Bond film. <laughs> would she be? Maybe Fraser, you would know this. The first South African. She's South African, right? She's South African. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the first South African first co-star? Um, I can't think off the top of my head, but I think she might be. Yeah. That's one to to tweet in, if we're wrong. Build up on 007, Twitter, Instagram. Tell us who else, which other South Africans have been South involved. African, yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Good shout. Um, but no, brilliant, um, brilliant choice. I'm well on board with that. Um, what, tell us about her character. What's, what's, what's she like? We kind of got an, a bit of an idea that she's not the damsel in distress. What, how, what's she like she's and how's she going to play up against uh, Sam Hewen? She, she is going to be the kind of classical, you know, long dress and kind of they meet at the um some big charity event or something and she's got the wealth of ppk attached to her ankle you know kind of thing yeah. mm-hmm. um she just really really looks very classy but then when it's time for action you know hair goes back she's really rumbling uh, like atomic blonde again mm-hmm. a bit like um Vanessa Kirby in Mission Impossible. Oh, Fall yeah. Out. Nice to look at, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of. She may be wearing that gold dress that she wears in, like, the, is it the, is it Christian Dior or something, the perfume advert? Yes, yeah. Like that. So imagine going from that kind of thing, coming down the stairs to suddenly being this real yeah. badass. Um, yeah. I think that'd be a really good role for her. It should and be. certainly hold her own against Sam, I think. I think they have a they square off a bit. Um, yeah, it would be good, good to hear about, like, what's her relationship today? Because the way you're describing her, maybe she's like a spy as well. Or do you see it that way? I think it'd be a sort of both of them after the same target Yeah, kind of thing. A bit like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but not not married, obviously. You know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they come to blows themselves and they realise we're on the same side here. We need to help each other. Nice. Um, and would there be uh, a little bit of a a John love story or not? <laughs> yes, yes, I, th- I think there would be. Nice. And I, I think as a bit of a role reversal, I think she would actually save him. You know? I like that. It's like a total flip on, yeah, exactly what you said. It's no longer a damsel in distress. It's the dude, dude in distress. I don't know what the Bond equivalent would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not constantly, you know. Bond yeah, yeah. it'd be like a, a really like yeah a poignant scene where you know Bond is really close to the edge, maybe, and then yeah, maybe she steps reels him back in. Yeah, shoots the guy. Yeah, that that kind. Of, yeah, I mean, she seems like born ready to play that kind of mm-hmm. role. 
She's she would fit so well into that and bring a bit of surprise as well. I think from what the way you've described her, I think she's she's going to surprise at every page of the script. I think people expecting her to you know bring out her guns or whatever right away, but you keep it and then thinking, oh, she's not doing anything in this film, and then as it goes on, mm. saves Sap, saves Bond. Oh yeah, here we go, and both of them side by side. I really like that. Yeah, that's a good a good dynamic between Bond and the coaster. And you're certainly not going to hear any complaints from me about Charlize Theron either. I think she's yeah, fantastic. No, yeah, no co-stars going in the bin for your film, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, that's uh, that's the first two roles cast. Yeah, sounding really good so far. Excellent. Excellent. Moving on to villain side of things, the antagonist. Yeah, um, this was really exciting. This I had a lot of fun. As a, yeah, as an actor yourself, what role appeals to you more? Are you more of a, a villain kind of guy or do you like playing the good guy? I used to, when I kind of started out, I sort of had this idea of me being the hero and saving the day mm-hmm. kind of thing. But the more opportunities I've had, I've been more kind of character type roles and it's mm-hmm. not, not necessarily just one thing. And I've really enjoyed that. So I think I'd be quite happy to be hero or villain mm-hmm. and just something that I could really throw myself into and have a lot of fun with. The thing with my Bond is that it's a lot more kind of action-driven. And I know that's a bit different because Bond's quite classical and, and contained in a way. Mm-hmm. But this, I just want, I want the action sequences to be really... Because I think there's so many blockbusters nowadays. I, I want it to be a blockbuster. I don't feel like Bond is a blockbuster as mm-hmm. such. It's a Bond film. It's, there's a difference. I just think inject this action into it but with characters that you really care about as well yeah i think so for me, a... i think for me my bond is like summer summer blockbuster you know? mm-hmm. okay i think sometimes a little bit you know the newer bond films of daniel craig have you know been so popular and received so much so many great reviews because they've moved in that direction of being more serious more kind of gritty and and they've been really good at doing that, but there is a risk, I think, sometimes a little bit of of losing what we talked about right at the start, like losing those scenes with like the crocodiles and stuff, losing that fun. That um, I think it's hard to balance absolutely to get the boat get to get both sides of things, get the kind of darker, grittier side. But you don't want to risk losing that fun because that for me really makes a Bond film as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. If we go back to Roger Moore and talk about Living Let Die on the crocodiles, mm-hmm. it's like uh, a kid watching that. That was that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and it was it was fun. Bond films were really. I'm not saying that they're not fun. Mm-hmm. They are great entertainment, and they are also fantastic films. But I think, for me, I just like to see it more action orientated, mm-hmm. kind of like what Quantum of Solace tried to do but failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite intriguing. I, I like the sound of that. I do sometimes. You know, with the direction it's going now, you do miss that fun side of things. So I'm, I'm eager to hear what you're, who you're going to pick for your villain. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think normally they tend, the, our guests kind of tend to go around the, the sort of scary route or the, yeah, like who's going to be the most like intimidating or, or you know, violent or whatever. But I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So I've actually got two, which is again, can't decide. I'll give you my first one. Yeah. See what you think to this. Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah excellent okay now we've got a movie <laughs> well if you want to bring the fun and the physical side of things i mean who who better he's got it 
How okay. old is Jean-Claude Van Damme now, would you say? 60, 60 odd, I think. Wow. He's still got it. He can still, still got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he'd be, and I'd have Van Damme as the kind of main, the main villain that, in a way, have you seen the Expendables? Uh, Expendables too. Yes. Now I always I have seen all three of the Expendables, but I can't differentiate them. <laughs> you know which one's so, which. So Van Damme's in the second one. Right. And just I, I just thought he had a lot of fun with that role. Yeah. Uh, playing the not so subtle villain, the villain. Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I was just thinking that'd be that'd be awesome. So to have Van Damme's the kind of main. Um, villain mm-hmm. and his henchmen I'd have as Scott Adkins and Dolph Lundgren keep that group together. Um, okay, Dolph Lundgren, yeah, Scott Adkins, I'm not so familiar with quite a few Van Damme's films now. Scott Adkins is another martial artist, he shows up in many of them. I just think for the action side of it, he's, he's really good as well. I love Scott Adkins, his stuff is fantastic. I just think we get some amazing fight sequences with that. I, I mean, I think, you know, Van Damme is a bit older. So I'd kind of have it that Scott Adkins and Dolph Lundgren really rough Sam up quite a bit. So he's he doesn't have the energy to kind of defeat Van Damme so quickly. So Van Damme's come out with his, his kicks and, you know. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm guessing from these guys, like, it's going to be quite martial arts heavy there's going to be you know a fair amount of like hand-to-hand combat and stuff oh yes oh yes yeah brilliant van damme would only no not only he would speak mainly in french though okay. like actually you know with subtitles because have you seen are you fans of van damme yourself uh or, yes i admit i've not seen all of his films or even a huge amount of them but one of my very favorite films um growing up uh, I probably shouldn't have watched it at the age that I did, but it was a film called Double Team. Hey, yes. Uh, with Dennis Rodman randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was a, a proper action, like every minute was pure action, explosions, mm-hmm. gunfights, fight scenes. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Still got it on DVD. You know, Van Damme films are, you just watch them for the popcorn entertainment. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he did do a film in two thousand and six maybe uh jcbd yeah but he was it was all in french fraser and yeah. he, and he can act he can really it was the first time i was like oh my god van damme like really bringing it and i don't know i think maybe it's because it was his i mean he's belgian but he just seemed so much more relaxed and he wasn't wooden with it he had a great monologue i just thought you know if you bring that side of it the van damme that can really act mm. and and have fun playing the villain and also throw in the martial arts for good measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he'd be a good fella. Okay, yeah. I can I can get on board with that. Yeah, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, when you first said it, well, you teed it up like it was going to be a bit fun and, and it was bringing that element. I was like, okay, Van Damme. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was a massive fan, so I was a, bit, I was a bit unsure. But the way you've described it, actually, yes, there's the martial arts side of things, but there's also that kind of, yeah, he's playing an intriguing character as well. I just, I've got him, I can see that scene in my head of, you know, them kind of going up, like, what do you do? Like, I want to kill James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And also, you know, if you want a villain, French is, is you know, 
pretty safe bet. Yeah. Um, so that, that was my first choice. And the second, I won't elaborate too much on this, but the second one, Ewan McGregor. Oh. It's ah. a villain. Uh, based on Black Mask, when he when was in um, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Have you seen that? I uh, haven't seen it yet, no. It just, it just has a lot of fun with it. I just thought, yeah, I'd, I'd be quite, I think he'd have fun with that. I've seen him mostly do like, yeah, kind of more good guy roles, I suppose. He's, I haven't seen yeah. the, the Birds of Prey film, so I, I think, of him like, yeah, I guess like Obi-Wan Kenobi and, you know, all the kind of, what's the, is it the island? Is that the, the Michael Bay yes, one? That's in? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think of yeah more of those roles, but in- interesting as a villain, especially I think as an actor like that, who when they start to get a little bit older, they do kind of gravitate more towards villain type roles. Mm-hmm. So like, he'd be interesting, but his henchman would actually be henchwoman. Okay. So we'd have uh, Mila Jovovich, Zoe Zelanda, and Michelle Rodriguez. Wow! Oh, like team. So that you know they can they can fight again. They can hold the mm-hmm. role. Okay, so we've got two very different films here. There's about, there's about 10 actors you've just named there, so I'm just trying to get through them all. I want to pause on Michelle Rodriguez. It would be great, I think, as, as a, even as the main villain herself as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Stuart, you know very well that I have a big, a big love for Michelle Rodriguez. She's I do know all, that, yeah. always been one of my favourite actors. I think the very first thing I saw her in would have been Fast and the Furious, but I mm-hmm. became a huge fan from Lost. Really got her acting chops out on that and you can go, made a really compelling and emotional performance. So I was just trying to think of, you know, tough, tough women or women that can really mm. sell a tough role. Also, another one of my favourite films at the moment is Widows. Absolutely amazing in that as well. Oh, I wanted to see that. Yeah. Brilliant. Recommend it, Fraser. Yeah, put that yeah. on your list as well. That's on my list as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get, let's go back. Ewan McGregor, like, and I'm going to disappoint you again here. <laughs> this is probably a very, very controversial opinion across the board. Any Scottish people are going to hate me for saying this, but I don't think he's a very good actor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think he's very good in train spotting, but since then, I, there's some, I always just feel like he's delivering lines. I never feel like he is the character. I'm sorry. I, I have to, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to agree with you, Fraser, and say I don't think he's a good actor because I think he is good and I, and I really like him. You know, he's fantastic. I would say probably when you watch him, I'm more, more often than not thinking that's Ewan McGregor. I don't know. Like, I'm never like so sold on his character that I see past the fact that it's Ewan McGregor. If you know, if you see what I mean, he's, he's kind of, in a way, like even like an actor, I'm thinking of similar actors, maybe like Brad Pitt, for example, is also a really big star, but often his performances are so good that you look past the fact that it's Brad Pitt and you, and you kind of are, in, are, are kind of involved with the character. Ewan McGregor, I, I don't think it's ever for me really broken through that wall. That's interesting. I know, I know, I can kind of see what you mean with that, Stuart, actually. I mean, I if, if Ewan wants to come on in the podcast and, and you know, defend himself, we'd, we'd love to have you, Ewan. Yeah, not, no, dis- no disrespect. Um, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. No, I, and when I say I don't think he's a good actor, I don't mean that. I don't mean he's not a good actor. I, I, I think Stuart has, has said, has put that into words, how I feel, I think, about him very well. When he tries to put on an American accent, I think there's something mm. that doesn't work. In the, the Fargo series... That he's in oh yeah he plays two characters basically is that right yeah yeah but th- there are performances that i do like I, I, again controversial opinion i really like moulin rouge <laughs> i haven't seen moulin rouge again That's not... i don't think he'd pick that out it's his finest 
and I love Trainspotting. I think Trainspotting yeah, is one of the best thing, one of the best films to ever come out of Scotland. And also, I mean, he's been in so much, hasn't he? I'm sure he must have been a candidate for Bond at one point. Probably was. Yeah. yeah. If we get a chance, um, Birds of Prey again, very fun popcorn flick film. Mm. Um, I thought he was. I kind of. I know what you mean, actually, Fraser, about his American accent. But despite that, in this film, in Birds of Prey, when he's playing Black Mask, he just he just enjoys it. He mm. seems at home. Yeah. Well, I need to watch that. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of of like superhero films and the sort of extended universe sort of thing. So I think I will I will check that out. And do you know what? Like as much as I'd, I've said all that, it, I do always think if I see Ewan McGregor Ewan McGregor's name on the the billing list, I do think. Oh, right, Ewan McGregor's in that one. Cool, good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would say that. And that's why it goes back to like, the star quality as well. He does have that. Yeah. You know, he has that in a way that I think relatively few actors have. That you, would, you, you, might, you might even consider seeing a film just purely on the basis that he's in it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, if we're choosing here, if, if, we are be, if we are on the spot here and we're choosing between Ewan McGregor and Jean-Claude Van Damme, I think Van Damme's going to win it for me. That's, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Van Damme. I'd, yeah, give me a chance. And I felt like you, John, were more passionate about that version of, of, the, of the film, the Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme version. You, yeah. you, I felt like you were more invested in that. Again, special for me because of the martial arts. and Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love Van Damme films. You can just switch off. And... Can we maybe have Michelle Rodriguez and Zoe Saldana in that film? Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, you could have Van Damme sitting at the back with this throne and, you know, all of his yeah, yeah. Uh, underlings going after Whoa, what a lineup! What a cast already. Hey, I've got a good idea about how this film's going to look so far, just based on the casting choices and stuff. I'm really yeah. interested now to hear what director is going to be. Yeah, pulling, okay. pulling the whole thing together. We've kind of we mentioned Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a reason behind that. You've also mentioned Fast and Furious, Fraser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like Justin Lin to direct my Bond. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I do. Yeah. So he did a couple of the Fast and Furious, didn't he? Yeah, I think it was three, five, and six, maybe. So in, in my head, Fast and Furious, tons of action, mm-hmm. borderline ridiculous, you know, but let's go for, you know, Fast Five and Six. I really, I really cared about the characters. I really thought yeah. they did a fantastic job at mixing this fun popcorn film with characters that you care about. And I just thought, if you can bring that to Bond, you know, if you've got the kind of, all the Fast and Furious action in a Bond film, that'd be, that'd be really fun. Yeah, and when you were mentioning earlier about you wanting your Bond to be like a big summer blockbuster kind of feel to it, I mean, you can't go away from Fast and the Furious. They've been the most, that's been the most success, successful franchise at doing that, you know, for yeah. God knows how many years now because they've been going for a long time. But I know that he's also directed some episodes of the TV show Community, which is hmm. one of my favourites, and I know it's one of Fraser's favourites as well. Has he really directed some of that? I think a few episodes, yeah, he's been involved in it. That's great. And he did a Star Trek film as well, didn't he? He did. Beyond, I think, the third Star one. Star Trek Beyond. The new ones, yeah. I'd, I'd, even, yeah. I'd even go as far as to bring the DOP, um, Stephen F. Winden. That sounds like I totally know what I'm talking about. I just found his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he's, you know, he's given the, the look for the Fast and Furious films, the flashiness and the gloss. And, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking of when you said Justin Lin was the gloss of it. And mm-hmm. the sort of, yeah. it's, it's very shiny. And, and there's also like extremely well choreographed fight scenes and yep. car chases, obviously, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a great shout, yeah. 
That's the real nice choice, yeah. Thank you. Made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on then to the musical section of the podcast. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite um, Bond theme? Favourite Bond theme? There's something about You Know My Name by Chris Cornell mm. that just hits me. Yeah. And the first time I saw the film in the cinema, you didn't know what you're going to, what was going to happen. And it was just like, this is amazing. Like this, yeah. I don't know, it's just really... And any time, you know, I was at college at the time, I was studying acting then. I was seeing that on the big screen and people were kind of saying, you look a bit like Daniel Craig. And I thought, it was like, in a way, it was like seeing myself yeah. on the big screen a wee bit. And I thought, it, it just felt epic. It felt epic. It felt like an epic song. I feel like it's got this weird thing about it that... It's one of it's obviously one of the more recent Bond songs, so it's you know it's, it's relatively new, but it has this way that it feels like it's always been the Bond theme song. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just yeah. I find that you know anytime it comes on the radio, I don't know, I get that motivational kind of like yeah, you know, like, I can do this. It really kicks off in the first beat as well. It gets right mm-hmm. into it. it doesn't yeah, doesn't hold yeah. back on anything. Yeah, Love it's it. just cool. It's a cool it song. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it sounds like to me the sort of song that Bond would listen to as well. <laughs> it's like big, it's ballsy, it's like not afraid, it's got loads of swagger. Who are you going to have singing yours? I, keeping it with the kind of rock and roll, because I do love it. Right. Um, the Pretty Reckless, have you heard of them? Nope. Yeah, they had a song. Is, is there is a front woman, is that right? Is it a female that's, singer? That's right. And, sure, the, yeah, yeah. and the front woman is an actress as well. She was the wee girl in The Grinch, the original Grinch film with Jim Carrey. What? Ah. So, listen, after this, listen to a song by them called 25. 25. And it's just got a it's just got Bond in it. I don't know if they mean it, but it's Bond. And I heard it recently and I thought, that would be an amazing Bond tune. Hmm. I have to admit, I don't know any of them, but I will listen to that song after. Hmm. From what I remember, they, they, they do... John, you'll know best. Like they do have a big rock sound, don't they? They've got like oh, big, yeah. big vocals. You know, big riffs. They, they would fit so well in a film soundtrack. I'm sure they will have done. I trust you. I trust you, John. Yeah, that this is uh, this is going to be a good choice. <laughs> Some, you know, sometimes they do because obviously, like when they're making the Bond films and stuff, I think various different artists do like pitch their songs to be the Bond song. So it may well be, you know, that this type. If it sounds really Bondy, it could well be that actually was one that they put forward to be a Bond song and then it obviously didn't happen so they just released it anyway. That does happen from time to time. Yeah, that's possible. That fits in with the whole theme of like of all the, the fun and yeah. the fights and the car chases and the explosions and everything. That, that seems to fit in quite well with that. I, I, when you listen to it, just imagine the credits being really not over the top, but just like yeah. epic. You've, you've just seen yeah. this mega car chase with like explosions everywhere yeah. and then yeah. you want to go into something big, rocking. You don't want like Nancy Sinatra after that. Yeah. Like sit back, get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Here we go. Brilliant. Now all we've got left is the what we call the Any Other Bonds. So if there's anything else that you would like to add. I've got a bit of a list. Um, <laughs> so nice. I've, I've got a bit more cast actually. So we've got M. So M yeah. would be Helen Mirren. And gadgets, you mentioned gadgets before. Yeah. yeah. That was quite tricky, but I thought it's more sort of action-packed. You could have, yeah. you know, it's Fast and Furious style. So you'd have to have a flying car. Because they're practically <laughs> flying cars at this point anyway. <laughs> <laughs> flying car. <laughs> so, yeah, bring that back. 
somehow, I don't know, a remote control car, I know it's been done before, but yeah, and, uh, as in mobile phone controller. Yeah, 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 that was on the Pierce Brosnan like, ones, wasn't it? I, th- I thought you meant like a wee like, Christmas present. You could have that as well, you know, be a yeah. fun moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've taken over all the cars and out come all these <laughs> monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> a bow tie with a retractable poison blade inside. So that a nice. quick kind of, you know. Yeah. I'm actually wearing that right now. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> a gun. A gun that kind of has different firing modes, voice activated, think uh, Judge Dredd kind of thing. Sam, you know, ah, rapid fire. Or he gets kidnapped and whispers to the gun, Backward, backwards fire, and the guy goes to shoot him, poof, kills himself. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice, yeah. That is my Bond. It's my wow. Film. That's your Bond. That uh, is quite a list. Yeah, what, what a journey that's been. There's been a lot of really great choices there. Um, go on in, Fraser. Talk us through it. Let's do it. Okay. John Love, your James Bond movie, stars Sam Hewen as James Bond. As the co-star, you have Charlize Theron. As your villain, you have Jean-Claude Van Damme in his classic martial arts and action hero slash villain sort of outlook, I guess. I'm, um, I'm but, just going to say, he, he would sell it, he'd promote it so well. You know, he'd make it about himself, but he'd just, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesse Beatty in <laughs> New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then as his sort of henchman and henchwoman, he's going to have Scott Adkins and Dolph Lundgren. Yep. And then also possibly Mia Jovovich, Zoe Saldana and Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, directing the film, you have Justin Lin with mm-hmm. his uh, collaborator Stephen F. Winden as the DOP. And singing the theme song, we have The Pretty Reckless, uh, and a big rock anthem. As M, we have Helen Mirren, and then we have an array of gadgets, including a flying car, a remote control car, a bow tie with a concealed blade, and a voice-activated gun. How does that sound, John? That sounds like a film I want to see, Fraser. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a bit of a journey for Stuart and I as well. I've, we've, it's had, we've had its ups and downs, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah... I think I'm going to decide that I would like I would like to see this film as well. Yes, nice to hear it. You must, you know, when Henry Cavill came along and you had that. Oh my God, what have we done? <laughs> Why is this? What's this guy all about? I'm um, sorry to put you through that. <laughs> no, I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad you did because then we got we got this amazing film that we have. To, I think we should get it made. Yeah, I'm going to say as well. I like if it, it feels John like it's your, you know it's a film that includes all the things you're passionate about and I think it, it sounds like a film that would be one of these talk you know that everyone's talking about you know have you seen the new Bond film yet it's like it's it's mega you know it's like all this stuff going on you know it feels like one of the ones that you, you're gonna have to see just because all your friends have seen it and all your friends are telling you about it yeah just just yeah. Good, you know it's the kind of thing that I enjoy and it's the kind of thing that I'd want to be a part of as well it's something that is action-packed but um has heart you know it's got things that you care about yeah, um, and it's good fun. You know? Fun, yeah, definitely. Have you thought of a title for your film? <clears throat> oh dear, I haven't actually. No, that's. <laughs> I had a a bit of an idea, and I I don't know if you like this or not. Basically, because we talked a lot about 
obviously Justin Lin's directing, there's some comparisons to the Fast and the Furious franchise. I thought as a kind of crossover Fast and the Furious, James Bond crossover, you could call it Two License to Kill. <laughs> that's, <clears throat> that's, not, that's not bad. That's a maybe. Yeah, I like it. I, I like it, actually, yeah. I do. Yeah, because you, you can see it like, flashing up on the screen, License to Kill. <laughs> I, think that, I think that works too. I think that's good. Yeah. perfect. So, I I did try so hard to work out how we can include Jean Claude Van Damme into the title because I think that would be a big you know part of it. But yeah. I, I couldn't work anything out. If you have, if you, if anyone else at home can think of anything, you know where to get us. Let us know. What about Jean Claude Van Damme and Zah Forever? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, the longest title, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, John, for coming on and telling us about your fantasy James Bond movie. It's, uh, it's certainly a corker. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're up to at the moment. Have you got anything coming up? Have you got anything that's coming out soon that we should be watching? Um, I mean, you very kindly mentioned The Droving earlier, Fraser. That's my film debut, released on Amazon Prime in April. Mm. I'd love to promote the lookalike business, but there isn't much for business at the minute because you can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you like mystery, thriller things, check out The Droving. If you're interested in hearing or seeing more from myself, it's at John Love Actor on all the social medias. I, I watched The Droving um, when shortly after we got you to come on the podcast. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... Uh, a lot of the time couldn't, couldn't second guess what was going on so that's always a sign of a good film for me if I can't work out how it's going to end Oh, thank, I really appreciate that thank you very much Great John it's been a, an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast we've loved your picks we've loved your passion for this movie as well and yeah <laughs> only thing left is to go out there and get it made Okay well I've got the passion I've got the drive um, yeah let, let's make it happen make my mum proud <laughs> 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 Two license to kill. <laughs> That's very good. And yeah. we must clarify, obviously, that it's the number two on each of them, yeah? Of course, of course. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think we nailed down some really good choices there. Yeah, I think so. And I think as well, I think at the start, we didn't, I didn't really necessarily have a feel for how the film was going to be, how what the vibe was going to be. But then as soon as Jean-Claude Van Damme came in, as soon as Justin Lin came in as director, suddenly it kind of came together and we're like, okay, I see what we're talking about now. This yeah. is fun. This is in your face. This is action, action. Great. Let us know what you thought at home. Listen to that. Give us a tweet. Message us on Instagram. Both of those are buildabond007. We'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on uh, John Love's Bond film. And we'd also love to hear if you got the answers to our really hard uh, trivia mm. question from tonight. Really hard. Uh, I asked you, Stuart, what aliases James Bond has had over the series. By my calculations, I think he's had about eight. And this is not including real people who he has uh, taken their identities. This is completely made up characters. Mm. One I had thought of is in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, he pretends to be Sir, is it Sir Hillary, the history guy. I can't remember exactly what he is, but he's some old like history professor. You're does, spot that, on. does that Sir count? Hillary. Sir Hillary Gray, yeah, that is it. The only other one I thought of, and it's, it's the one that I, I thought of instantly and it sticks out to me because 
this is <laughs> this is uh, the, the alias he uses, and he pushes it relentlessly. He says it all the time in almost every scene possible, and it's in a view to a kill. Yeah, and Roger, I know and Roger Moore. He played. It's called is it St. John Smythe. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he said like, every scene. It starts off with him introducing himself as St. John Smythe. St. John Smythe, <laughs> and he says it so much. I'm not going to yeah. do my Christopher Walken impression <laughs> because it's had a lot of criticism yeah. <laughs> from, from, me mostly, ev- yeah. from you mostly and also from everyone who's listened to that episode. Yeah. But um, those are the only two I got then, two. That's all. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, I, yeah. think that's, I think those are probably the two, the two that would stick out. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. also um, from Russia With Love, he plays a man called David Somerset um, to get on to the Orient Express. Mm. Oh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Somerset, that's right, isn't it? Yes. The two of them. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, there's Mr. Fisher uh, from You Only Live Twice. There was <laughs> Robert Sterling from The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, Charles Morton uh, and Octopussy to get into the circus in East Berlin. Mm. Uh, Mikhail Arkov from The World Is Not Enough. When Pierce Brosnan does his Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't remember. I, I couldn't remember that name though. And then finally, we've got Arlington Beach from Casino Royale, where him and Vesper pretend to be a married couple, and they have the the back and forth about whether they have separate rooms or. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do let us know on mm-hmm. our Twitter and our Instagrams if you manage to get all eight. Um, if, I'd be if very impressed. Yeah. If you did. We'll have to arrange a, a special prize for anyone who gets all eight. Yeah, perhaps a Build-A-Bond mug or martini glass or something, maybe. Yeah, we'll need to discuss that with our uh, our merch producer. <laughs> Q, Q branch. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Fraser, one episode. Thank you Another so much. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming along again. It's been good fun seeing you. And it's been good fun uh, spending a bit of time with John Love as well. Yeah, I mean, neither of us had met John before, so it was great to, to meet someone new and have him on the podcast and turned out to be a really great guest as well yeah absolutely and i would urge you to head on to amazon prime have a look at the droving see what you think and uh yeah i'm excited for more great things to come from john as well yeah me too and i cannot get away with how much he looks like like daniel craig i know it's 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 bad that this is a, a podcast because it, it was honestly like being here with, with daniel craig <laughs> those piercing blue eyes <laughs> those those tight little speedos <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you wore that. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Stuart. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next week.